Rob Lee here, folks, from MTR Podcasts, and this month's presenting sponsor is Double Dutch Boutique. Double Dutch is vintage-inspired flair with a contemporary cut. The boutique features sought-after independent designers from around the world, as well as assorted goods produced by local artists and makers. Double Dutch promises a shopping experience just as unique as its clothes. Pop on over to www.doubledutchboutique.com today for their latest goods. Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee, um, and this is on MTR Podcast. And today's guest is artist uh, Vinny Hager. Thank you for coming to the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Thank, thanks for having me on. My pleasure. So um, we, we have some mutual, uh, we know some mutual people. And I believe, um, I believe in my uh, girlfriend's house, there's a, a nice blanket that has your print and design on air. So I was like, I need to talk to this guy. What's going on? Um, yes. <laughs> so if you would, uh, could you describe your work, your creative interests and kind of basically what you do while you're on the pod? Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I'm Vinny Hager. I uh, kind of have developed this like intricate doodling kind of symbol and shape based uh, artwork style that I then um, kind of branch away from just like normal drawings and canvas works and kind of use this patterning that I've created to take, take shape of furniture or skateboards or custom shoes um, really can co- cover anything with this kind of doodle style artwork that I've been doing. So that's kind of, kind of like the simplest way to describe it, I think. So, and, and that's cool. I, I've seen some of the um, I've seen like various versions of this kind of doodle style and what I've seen with what what your work looks like reminds me of a few different um, uh, uh, Keith Haring comes to mind or have you. Um, so where or what influences like where did your style come from and what what influences are there? Cause you mentioned skateboarding. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I would imagine that that's part of your background as well, but what are some of your interests and where it is, uh, what went into coming up with your style? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think I've, I've always kind of skateboarded at probably like sixth or seventh grade. I started skateboarding and kind of around that same time I was, I never really paid attention in class too much in like middle school. And I'd always like doodle and like draw and cover all of my papers and my handouts and my tests. So the kind of like, scribble and quick doodles kind of came from not paying attention in middle school. And I was just, and I was always like an artistic kid. My mom was pretty artistic and kind of, it just formed over time by doodling on school papers. And then I had like a, one of those kind of cheap canvases from like Michael's I had laying around. I was like, let me just do this kind of doodle stuff on the canvas. And it kind of has, it hasn't stopped since then, but it has, definitely like taken on new forms and kind of gotten cleaner and crisper and uh yeah taken on a new life since then but that's kind of like the basis so in it it, it's refined from where you started off at um i can definitely relate as as one of those kids that i used to i always would joke about i rather just have this b grade on this (laughs) test because i want to draw for the rest of the and sometimes it would be in that corner it's like this is my test and i'm like in the corner just drawing something always and it's always this self-portrait that doesn't look like me but it's like (laughs) this looks like me somehow right um (laughs) 
And yeah, I definitely relate to it. It's just like something that's in, in your head and you're just uh, transferring it to yeah. whatever the medium is. Um, so skateboarding. So mm-hmm. more on that. So is that something that you're doing in conjunction with it? Because I see that everyone since COVID has picked up a skateboard and they're rolling their ankles and yes. <laughs> I bag beers and eating pizza. So, so what is your, your, your relationship with skateboarding? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, same kind of middle school era. I started skating, uh, my best friend, uh, Rico, he was, he lived in my neighborhood and we kind of get like a skateboard in his closet and we were like, Oh, let's just kind of like fiddle around with this. And then that yeah. was, I think it's like this January to be like 11 years or something that we started skating. Yeah. So we've like never kind of put it down. Um, I don't know how maybe that influenced my art, but it definitely helped in like building a community of like create creative people and, uh, meeting like-minded people. So I think art and skateboarding kind of go hand in hand in some routes, but, um, yeah, kind of, kind of, it started from there. That's cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so with your, your art and I see that you're, you're, you're putting stuff out there all the time. I'm going to be looking for my stickers. Um, uh, so can you describe maybe a few memorable responses you've had to your, your work? Because you, you definitely have something that's distinct and that's uniquely yours and it pops and I'm glad I'm able, you know, to get you while you're on the come up before you're too big for us little Baltimore based podcast. So what's a, a special response that you can recall that uh, your work has received? I think uh, the first one that comes to mind, it was probably, this summer there was, um, I was getting all these messages about these, like, well, I had done like a custom pair of like easy slides. Like yeah. I just drew on the slide. And then I guess some like Chinese factory, like did like a massive knockoff, like blatantly <laughs> took the blatantly took the artwork and just stretched it over like a, so they took the fake easy slide and then took my artwork verbatim and just like stretched it over and then like mass sold it like these people in like Nigeria were messaging me like, Oh, they're selling them here. They're selling them there. <laughs> and then like some, I don't, I'm not like a big sports person, but like a couple days ago, some, some dude that just got drafted to the golden state warriors was wearing like the fake slides. And then wow. uh, they're like, people saw my like Patapsico flea market. They were selling them there. And so I think that's like the main thing, whether that's good or bad, I, d- I don't know, but uh, that's definitely been like, a strange memorable thing so far. That's, that's actually really fire when you've crossed over in such a way that you're now being bootlegged, you're now being knocked off and bootlegged. I'm like, I can't tell if it's good or bad or how I feel. There's not much I can do legally or really anything about it. So I think it's funny when like little scenarios, like, Oh, so-and-so is wearing them or they're selling them here. You know, we're in, you know, this small African, like, uh, town and they're selling them on the sidewalk or like, yeah, all these random DMS and messages about them will come in. So I think that's, that's probably like the funniest thing right now. I mean, just wait till you get up there to that, that higher echelon. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to go return to this town in Africa that has all of my knockoffs I'm and buy them all. <laughs> yeah. Here's the real thing. Here's the genuine article. Um, yes. So obviously we're, we're all in this, this period of like COVID. And I think it's been a very, um, I think for creatives, it's been a very unique opportunity and set of challenges. So it may be in that vein in terms of challenges and uh, opportunities. 
what has been, how has COVID kind of changed your approach to creating what, what do you do ultimately? Yeah, I think yeah, right when probably like last February or March COVID was kind of really people were, it was starting to get really, really serious. And I don't think my like creative mind switched, but I started to like take more time for myself and to be like, okay, I've always wanted to do like this project. I've always wanted to do that project and just yeah. being able to like, have that wholesome time by myself to like just create those things that have always been on my list. Like I wanted to do like, I wanted to make like a downloadable coloring book. So I like did that. Yeah. And it was something for somebody to do inside their house, you know, or I wanted to make like an Instagram filter within my style of artwork. So I did that. So there was all these kind of projects that I had in the back of my head and then kind of stuck in the house. Uh, it kind of it fueled my creativity even more. Cause I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. <laughs> I got this time. And then I kind of just sat down and uh, I'm like a big advocate of a, a to-do list. I make like a to-do list every day. So, you know, when COVID started, the lockdown started, I was like, all right, let's, let's just stay on these to-do lists and kind of get these, these projects that I've always had in mind done. So I think it didn't really, it didn't really stop me from doing a lot of things. Of course, I want to do like local pop-ups or uh, more, I want to do like outdoor murals and things. So those kind of, those ideas I wanted to do kind of came to a halt, but more like, uh, digital projects and, uh, other things kind of really helped me through, through those kind of lockdown times. Yeah. Um, and as we're recording this, there's more talk about more goofy lockdown, Larry things. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely echo the sentiment. Um, I don't, I don't know if you're an air sign, but I think it's air signs. Uh, you know, we just, we get in here. Like, uh, I found ways to refine and make, uh, I guess ultimately refine what my mm -hmm. craft is. Like I could sit here and put on a microphone and record some stuff. And mm -hmm. I was like, all right, I don't need to have someone do Photoshop. So let's learn Photoshop. Exactly. I don't need yeah. someone to learn how to, to, to stream this for me. Let me learn how to stream and mm -hmm. kind of make the most of the time. And, you know, we're getting to the point where I think major changes are, are going to uh, present themselves and how, what we, what we deemed as being normal, whether it be your mm -hmm. regular day-to-day -day work life or people who are doing both, who are doing the creative and going into an office or doing whatever it is yeah. to pay the bills. Um, that's kind of the thing that I'm seeing. Like it's a lot of things that's going to change. And I think if you're able to refine what you're doing, which you described um, and what I'm attempting to do, it's, it puts you in a very advantageous spot um, just to, to really do well and kind of, call your own shot and then to bet on yourself literally. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, to piggyback on what you were saying, I had, a uh, my friend Rico, who I mentioned earlier, we started skateboarding together. He would like help me run, um, like my web store and certain things. And I was like, well, I got time. Let me like take it upon myself and learn how to update it and do like little coding things. And yeah, take things more on myself and kind of learn, learn the ropes and just, just to be able to do it yourself. And, um, yeah, I think it was, it was a good time to kind of, learn some things that I wouldn't have normally learned if I, the world was yeah. <laughs> COVID free. Yeah. Cause it's like all of these things that we take for granted, they're just quickly just taken from us. It's like, Oh, I'm going to go here. Like, um, yeah. I'm recording from an undisclosed location. No, <laughs> I'm recording from my, from my house and I got the nice green screen behind me and all of that. But normally this podcast will be taking place in a comedy club. Um, I, I had this residency thing at a comedy club, uh, a big improv and, you know, that was really cool. But, you know, if I wasn't able to figure some things out and 
I know how to do all of my stuff on my own, but to do it in a way that looks a little more polished like this is it, it, I can't let something like that stop me from doing ultimately it's like these things aren't aren't related per se. Like Mm -hmm. me podcasting has nothing to do with what's going on outside. It's being able to talk with someone such as yourself. That's a, you know, dope creator and have a conversation. Yeah. Um, so speaking of uh, creators, uh, so I'll broaden this out. Name mm-hmm. a few like creators or designers, brands, if you will, that you're like really into that you just like dig and you think they're doing good stuff. Yeah, I think, uh, of course, I mentioned Rico. He's uh, my best friend. He's a photographer. He makes really, and he does like a lot of graphic design stuff, animation stuff. So I think I'm, I'm, I try to stay off social media to a bit, not to get too influenced or get too jealous or anything. So, but like a lot of film photographers, I look up to my roommate, uh, Courtney Lang, he's a super sick film photographer. Um, brand brand wise. I don't know. I, I like palace. I like all the kind of hype hype stuff. Supreme's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm kind of blanking on other things that I'm like, um, inspired by right now, but yeah, just a lot of like a local Baltimore creatives I look up to and kind of, um, but yeah, I just, I've been trying to wear my clothes <laughs> more, which I don't do too often, but, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. I'm not blanking on, uh, other like clothing brands and stuff like that, but that's all good. Like, uh, I, I, I get this running bit. Uh, my, my girlfriend always gives me crap. She was just like, well, if we were to make a Funko pop of you, it's just going to be somebody wearing a Carhartt shirt. Cause I've realized like every shirt I own is Carhartt and yeah. unpretentiously, I was like, they just fit better. I don't know what to yeah, tell you. Yeah, I, you, I, can't go, you can't go wrong with one, you know, I, I, I'm not a white girl at a coffee shop. Like, can I live? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, um, I, I think that notion that, you know, being off of social media is interesting one. Um, it reminds me of this. Uh, I, I think it was this interview I was listening to with currency, the rapper. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was just like, when I'm in production mode or an album mode or mixtape mode or whatever, I'm not listening to anybody's stuff that's current because I don't want to be influenced by it. And I, I think that that is a very, uh, I think that's an interesting take on it because mm-hmm. you start listening, like when I used to rap as every black dude has a story about, I guess, uh, I would find like certain rappers I would listen to. I didn't really listen to much, much West coast rap, but if it was mm-hmm. like New Yorkers, Philadelphia, not much Baltimore rap, I, I must admit, uh, I would realize I was like, yo, I sound like Benny Siegel right here. Or sure. shit, uh, I don't want to be like this. What am I doing? I don't live this life. Yeah, I feel so, like yeah. If, you, if you consume enough current or modern thing, especially on social media, it's so easy to get like stuck in. Like, you, of course, you're going to be like influenced by it somehow. So, yeah. kind of anytime I'm working on any project or piece of clothing, or I just kind of like put on I put on a podcast or something just to hear other like uh, creatives talk. But I try not to look at images or uh-huh. like get too influenced by somebody else's clothes. Like, Oh, this so-and-so is making way cooler clothes than me or they got their clothes on Rihanna. Why are my clothes? Like I try not to <laughs> like, really think like that. I'm just, I got a lot of ideas and things I want to make. So I just try to stay in my own little world and just make them. And then I post them on the internet and try to get off. <laughs> I mean, this is the podcast to listen to for creatives. You know, if I, if I must toot my own horn too, too, yeah, you got, you got to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think like showing that we have a very unique perspective here and we have people who are just doing a lot of like cool, uniquely Baltimore and uniquely just original things that are here. So in speaking of that, uh, what do you think is special about some of the creatives here in Baltimore? Cause I, I don't know, 
and, and maybe you have your own opinion on it, but I don't know if creators that have a connection or based in Baltimore really get that, get on the same way that someone that's uh, in a New York in a Philadelphia, yeah. LA or right. Chicago kind of get, it's just like, you're here, you do your thing. And then you get discovered when you move yeah. to Brooklyn or something. Exactly. Yeah. I definitely see, I think Baltimore has like this rich, rich DIY scene that I haven't, not that I've experienced it, but just that I've even like heard of in any other kind of uh, bigger city. Like every, everyone just does, does their pop-up, does their music. It's all, they just, they're just doing everything and it's all in one kind of uh, creative hub. And I think, yeah, the DIY scene is just um, really helpful for creatives. And then of course, community building. I think there, I see a new flyer, like COVID hasn't stopped the flyers on Instagram. It's great. But um, yeah, I think just this, uh, this drive to do bigger and better things is really pushes Baltimore creatives and the community as a whole. I think that 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 Baltimore has that um, that kind of familial that 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 family oriented connected thing where I, I feel like I've you know talked to some folks through um, BOPA and I, I started going through like people that they're connected to and I was like I've interviewed you I've interviewed you interviewed you <laughs> or even most recently I, I saw that uh, visit Baltimore commercial okay and. I saw literally seven people that I've interviewed on there. And I was just like, why the hell am I not on there? What, what is happening? <laughs> you gotta be next. You gotta be next. I mean, maybe they'll put me on it. I don't know. Just too tall. I don't know. <laughs> Time will tell. Time will tell. <laughs> so, so what, what is your take on, on, on that? Where that, have you found it to be, well, first, what is your connection to Baltimore? Are you a Baltimorean? Are you a transplant? What, what is that situation for you? Yes. So I guess when I was younger, maybe like, yeah, 10, 12. I, I like grew up in the suburbs with my, my grandma and my dad, but, um, my mom kind of was like in and out of my life. But when she was, she would take me to like this, like free bookstore in Baltimore. She would take me to the, the best flea market. She would take me to, she would take me to everywhere other than like the inner Harbor, like the cliche things you would know, the science center as a kid. So kind of that like exploration to find these like little nooks and crannies of the city. I was like brought on to that as like a young kid. So I think I was, I probably lived in the city now, like fully for like a year and a half, mm -hmm. but, um, I was always like adventuring around like skating in the city brought me all around. Yeah. Um, just yeah, going to these like nooks and crannies of the city that, um, I guess people outside wouldn't normally go to. So getting that aspect of the city and how it you know, has its special charm and all these like little secret underground things of the city were always interesting. But, um, yeah, I think it, it just started like that. And then moving up here, going to like the crown and every other, uh, the auto bar and then meeting everybody in like the other creative scenes. Yeah. You're That's right there in that area. Kind of blossomed from there. Yeah. Right there in that area. And we, we, we have an, I have another question. My, my ball buster final question is related back to that. So just keep that in your mind. Keep that in your okay. noodle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cause I, I, I've, I've been told that I have the intimidating questions, which I think I'm a nice guy and, yeah. and, and people think I'm scary. So it's... I think sometimes you have to ask the hard questions that really get people's perspectives and their, their ideas out. It's, it's all <laughs> about authenticity here. I don't yeah. want the canned nonsense. Um, <laughs> So you, you mentioned, um, you, you touched on music, I think a little bit. Uh, so what would you say the last song that you've listened to is? Oh, oh, last song. Or, or something mean, that pops up. Cause it may not be like, you may have listened to like the wild, like the ska soundtrack or whatever before. Yeah, I, think, I think the last song that I got out of my car today was, it was like a Sade song. That was like the last song. Okay. Yeah. 
little smooth yeah. operator, I guess. I, I don't think it was, it was a, Oh shoot. No, it wasn't smooth operator, but yeah, that was the last, it was like her greatest hits album. I have on my phone or whatever. That was like, I remember turning off my car when I parked in my apartment. That was like the last, the last voice I listened to. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a fire thing to listen to. That's a, you know, Sade is a, it's a good, it's a good last, yeah. um, last tune. Um, I I've been listening to, I interviewed, um, interviewed the uh, president of the uh, Baltimore Jazz Jazz Alliance um, recently. And um, since we talked, I've been in this deep dive into Charles Mingus. And I was like, yes, let's do it. I'm not too familiar with who that is. Um, Double bassist. uh, If you're you're into um, jazz, like 50s, 60s, you should definitely Uh check it out. Um, Because I just did a deep dive through the Spotify. But I watched this uh, documentary the past Friday. And it was about basically like where he was at as an artist in the uh, late sixties. And um, it was interesting. So my weekend up until today has all been Charles Mingus all the time. <laughs> yeah, just you, just gotta, you just gotta get into that. Sometimes a deep rabbit hole like that is good when you're like super influenced or interested good. in an artist as a whole. It's, I think it's, it's good to do that deep dive. But it, it gets weird when you start saying phrases, going back to the influ- being influenced thing, start saying phrases that are very anachronistic. I've been saying solid and calling everyone cats. <laughs> which is very 60s and it's like ah <laughs> i am 35 what are we doing <laughs> um so as we wind down we got um probably one more question this is the the one that's kind of the challenging one that some people right. found um and again thank you for for being on here this has been, this sure. has been good. thanks for inviting me this is great oh totally um all right so as you as you blow up <laughs> knock on wood you're going to be meeting so many different people. Uh, so, so look at it from that standpoint. Um, if you had friends visiting Baltimore for the first time, what are three things you would recommend that they have to do? If it's like a weekend, like they're here Is for co- COVID free, COVID free. Okay. I would, I say, I want to go with the cliche and be like, get a crab cake or something by the water just to have it. And then at like nighttime, I'd say like, go to the crown, go see like a, local band like the crown has like it's like the deep house room and then there's like the rap room so you get kind of uh-huh. two two good worlds in there so i'd say definitely do that at night maybe like an uh yeah i'd say have to get some food somewhere do like a morning uh morning breakfast seafood kind of thing at night you'd have to go to like the crown or something to experience that and see then, girl are you crazy or something like that <laughs> yes my favorite person ever and xavier and then so those are two um, and then I'd say, I'd say in the middle of the day, I'd say I'd do some research on like, uh, a, a, a low key, like bookstore or something, something that you couldn't experience in a different state. Yeah. Which, so like, so like greedy reads. Sure. Like normals bookstore, yeah. the, the, the book thing, something that is, has like a little bit of Baltimore charm that you couldn't find See, in you Chicago just, or anywhere else, you know, you just gave yourself a follow-up question. You said crab yeah. cake. Now you have to say where, where the best crab cake is at. You, that was, that's usually the ball buster. You fell into my know. trap there, Vinny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have, I myself have not ventured enough to oh. have the best. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. You're going to, yeah, you have to plug them for me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, that's, uh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, that you're, you're off the hot seat, man. Um, that's, so, that's not that bad. I think it's like a, that's a good question to think about, you know? Yeah. Cause I, I think, um, you, you want to have, if you have, if you're inviting someone here, I think it's one civic duty 
to show them where the real stuff is at. Like, as you touched on before with your experience coming down here and kind of checking out some of those nooks and crannies, those mm-hmm. secret spots, if you will, get that authentic kind of kind of thing. Like if I was inviting someone here is like, check out pretty much where all the art stuff is at and check out, you know, some places where they have like really good food. It may not necessarily be pit beef. It may not necessarily be mm-hmm. a crab cake, but it's just something that I think is quality food because people have this this belief that we don't have good food here that we don't have culture here and we mm-hmm. are a beacon and a bastion of a lot of that stuff and it gets overlooked we have a lot of art galleries here yeah i think even like the skateboard community baltimore <laughs> has been like looked over it's like philadelphia dc and then yeah. it's like baltimore's like kind of like the, the skate scene here is like flourishing now a lot yeah. but before i think even in that sense it was like looked over as a yeah so uh, lastly here, I'd um, like to give everyone an opportunity to shamelessly plug anything that they would like to plug, your social media, your whatever. I know you're not doing social media too heavy, but <laughs> anything that comes to mind that you want to plug. Um, and yeah, thanks again. This, is, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, th- thank you for having me on, of course. And yeah, if you want to follow me, my uh, Instagram and Twitter is just at Vinny Hager, V-I-N-N-I-E-H-A-G-E-R. Cool. Um, then that's pretty much it. I'm do my sign off and then give you back the rest of your uh, early evening. Great. So um, I'm Rob Lee. And for, for Vinny Hager, this has been getting to the truth in this art. And we're saying that there's art in and around Baltimore. You just have to look for it. Mm-hmm.